0: You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. You're sitting in the coffee shop waiting for him to arrive. You've planned out your speech and decided that you will remain strong. After all, it's been a long time coming. He's rude, arrogant, and never sees the best in you. He picks at your flaws without ever seeing a flaw in himself he sets standards that are impossible to meet but leave you feeling like somehow you were supposed to measure up he promises happiness while leaving you feeling empty tired and condemned his name is perfection and it's time you break up with him
1: what a monster
0: And that's the point of this episode. If that explained a guy that you or one of your close friends were dating, you would be dump him right now. Mm -hmm. And yet what we want to talk about is that pesky problem called perfection and our never ceasing need to measure up somehow to its standard and why that's not how we were supposed to live. Mm -hmm. As someone, as a perfectionist myself... I have this version of what my life
1: would look like if it was perfect. And it's me waking up at like 6 a.m., right? Reading my Bible, taking a shower, working out, taking the dog for a walk. You know, it's just this perfect life of me doing everything at the right time. And when I don't measure up to that, it's not that I'm just disappointed with how things went, but it's like I get disappointed with who I am. Mm. And a lot of times we feel like if we're not living up to the standard, it's a reflection of something weak inside of us,
0: you know? It's really interesting that you started with a morning routine because I think this is where it begins (laughs) with a lot of us. I don't know how many of you have tried to do this, but I can't even count the number of times I've tried to implement a particular morning routine that was absolutely gruesome. Me too. I'm not, and you know, a lot of Christians don't make this easy. You know, if, if I can say that, I have heard Christian podcasters and, and people of influence that you would probably know say, say things like, you know, uh, successful people wake up at 5 a.m. Yes. And, you know, if you don't wake up at 5 a.m., you don't have a dream. You're pretending to have one. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like, I can't tell you the number of times I have tried getting up at five, honestly, even 6 a.m. And I just, I really, it doesn't work for me. I hate my life. I hate what I'm doing. It doesn't start me off in the right mood. And I understand that some people are wired that way. I have friends who are kind of wired that way and it works for them and it's wonderful and it's great. But I think what happens, especially in the Christian world is we look at what other people who are maybe successful what they do and we think okay if that's what they do then i have to do that in order to be successful and we completely take yes. individuality and self-expression and you yes. know listening to the holy spirit completely out of the equation and we wonder why we're so miserable because we're trying to live someone else's life yes that's
1: so true and it's like for me when i hear if if you get up at 5 a.m. like you know your life is going to look so much better but I go to sleep, like, I can't go to sleep before midnight a really lot of the time. Really a.m. for Felicia. <laughs> like, so you're telling me that I'm going to go to sleep at, like, 12 or 12.30 and I'm going to wake up at 5. And then I'm just, like, when I wake up, I'm not, like, ah, uh, like, I'm exhausted, right? Because yeah. I'm not getting enough sleep. No. So it is important to keep that in mind that we can't just look at other people's way of life and think that we need to do that step by step and copy that, you know? And it kind of, it really ties into social media for me mm-hmm. because social media is so much worse now. And I'm not saying social media is bad altogether, but I'm saying right, like at this time in life and in our culture, it's so strong than it has been for any generation before. So we're really like getting hit hard with these standards of perfection that we see in other people, you know? Because social media, we've all heard it, but it really doesn't show the full scope of a person's life. It doesn't show their bad days. Mm -hmm. So when you're seeing someone and they're like, you know, the influencer, the voiceover, today I woke up at 5 (laughs) a.m. And it's like, then you instantly feel bad about, again, like, who you are. Like, why can't I do this? And Mm -hmm. it's, again, not taking into account other, you know, the way that we are and the different personalities and needs that we have.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's the comparison game, you know, and comparing our messy everyday lives to the perfect squares of other people that they've spent probably 50 photos trying to get the right (laughs) one. And we we all know this intellectually, and yet we still do it to ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we still think that there's this standard that other people are hitting. And I think we need to realize that they're not. You know, someone else might be doing better in some area of their life than you, but But it's going to look different. It's going to look different for them. And a lot of times, you know, I think we've kind of seen this a bit with celebrity culture that a lot of times the lives of people that we think we want and it seems perfect and it seems like everything we could ever dream about. And then the curtain gets pulled back like it has in a lot of Hollywood culture. Mm -hmm. And we see the dirty side, right? We see the areas where they're struggling. We see the areas where they're not as confident. We see the areas where it's even damaging, you know, Mm -hmm. and then we wonder like, oh, well, but I. Th- there's still a standard. I still need to hit that standard somehow. It's like, no, the, the standard doesn't exist. The standard doesn't exist. You know, yeah. and it's like we. the only person that can give you direction on your life is the Holy Spirit because he knows how you're designed. He designed you. Uh-huh. And so he knows what would make a good morning routine. Right, he for knows, me, yeah. <laughs> he knows how much sleep you need because some people honestly don't need much sleep and some people need more. Every person is different. Yeah. And you know, when it comes to social media too. I don't know about you if you've been seeing this, but I feel like for probably a few years now there's this other trend where it's not about looking perfect. It's almost like we've created a standard of looking perfectly messy right yes. like there's like the yeah you know messy bun no makeup selfies this is real this is me this is raw and but it's still not but it's still not <laughs> it's still it literally i cannot make a messy bun to save my life no me neither like, why are they so hard they well, are I'm so tried. hard if you see someone with a messy bun and they're like uh i just woke up like this i'm like no you didn't no you didn't you spent a long there's, time there's all the,
1: bobby pins in that there's fun. like
0: so many bobby pins there's the perfect amount of hair falling out and it's perfectly curled and you're and you're like, hmm, I know how oh, you did that because yeah. I'm trying to do it too. <laughs> and it's like we've even taken like looking real and raw and unfiltered to a standard of perfection somehow. Because I think at the end of the day, we're all just looking to belong somewhere, right? Like, I want to belong to this group. I want to belong to this movement. Mm. I want to be seen yeah. as someone who is enough and is valued. And that's, I think, the danger of us looking for that perfection because we're never going to find it outside of Christ. Yeah. And that's the thing about being perfect. People don't
1: connect with people that they're just looking up to. They connect with vulnerability in other people. That's how you build relationships. You know, you don't build relationships with somebody by just admiring them all the time. You build relationships when you're like, oh, you see them at a low place and you're able to relate to that. Like nobody wants to be surrounded by perfect people. And I think that's where like this is just my theory, but when you're talking about Hollywood earlier, I think the pressure on people in Hollywood to look perfect has created such chaos in their life because nobody is able to connect with them and I think it creates a lot of loneliness in their life. Um, But I was like, when I was thinking about that, I was kind of thinking about a home and how I see, because I follow a lot of home pages and like interior design, and when you look at a home and it's like beautiful, you, you can admire it, but you really want to live in a home that's like a house that's a home, that is a place where you can go and rest. Like that's where we find comfort and that's the same with our relationships. Like that's what we really need in life is being able to go to somebody where they can relate with us and they can be vulnerable and we can find that rest and that comfort, you know, instead of just looking up to people all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've been in some homes that were beautiful, but they were almost too perfect. I was afraid that just my presence there was going to stain it. And I I was afraid to sit and there'd be like a spot or something like I don't just for me, I just felt dirty. Like, I don't know. It's just yeah, you you can't feel like you can unplug and be yourself. And there's so many people who have this persona that they're perfect and that they have to hit the standard and people are expecting them to hit this standard
1: people don't want that people don't
0: want <laughs> that when you're in the presence of someone like that you don't feel like your flaws are okay to be seen exactly and so you yeah. feel uncomfortable and you feel like okay this isn't a safe space mm-hmm. for me and so people just want to feel like they're enough and i think that's kind of what we're all looking for and i was reading working on this <laughs> i was reading my bible <laughs> and i found the scripture in genesis 3 9 and 10 And it's talking about Adam and Eve when they were in the garden before the fall. I said that wrong. Right after they fell, right after they ate the fruit from the serpent, this is what happened. But the Lord called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you you were naked, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. They weren't supposed to know that. And I find it interesting... He wanted to hide himself after he, what, took his eyes off God and looked down at himself. And that's when he realized that they were naked and he felt Mm -hmm. shame because of it. And the thing is, they were naked the whole time. We all know this. Like, they were naked. And I know some spiritual people are like, oh, they were clothed in righteousness. (laughs) I've never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, no. There's a lot of theories. And I'm like, okay, maybe, I don't know, whatever. But... They were naked, okay? Like, they were just naked. Because yeah. the point loses its power if you think that. Like, yeah, they that were naked. that is true. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole point. <laughs> they were naked, okay? Yeah. And unashamed. But now, all of a sudden, the only reason he could really tell is because he got his eyes off of God and onto himself. And that's really, I think, what social media has done as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it's taken
0: our eyes off of God, off of our relationship with him, how he sees us in the word. And we've gotten to look at ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we start looking at other people and we start comparing what we look like to what they look like. And now we start feeling like we don't measure up and we have to change things. But really, at the end of the day, when our focus stays on God and it stays on him, magnifying him as the most important thing in our life, then we don't need to look at ourselves so much. I mean, the answer to all of our frustrations in this area really is to stop thinking about ourselves so much exactly yeah it like it makes me think
1: about the people in the old testament and how the whole story of the old testament i mean there's a lot of meaning to it there's a lot of depth but one main theme in that is that God gave people so many standards to live up to not because he was really expecting them to live up to it but it was because he was trying to show them you can't do this <laughs> yeah. you can't live up to the you can't live up to perfection i mean that's what we're talking about right like it wasn't just laws but it was this perfect standard that God had that he knew we couldn't live up to and the whole reason for that was that we would eventually realize that we can't do it on our own and that we needed Jesus and so it really is very similar to that and I think the antidote to perfection is just grace and keeping our eyes on the perfect one which was God and I, I wrote down this first um, and it's 2nd Corinthians 10 12 But when they measure themselves by one another and compare themselves with one another, they are without understanding, you know, because we're not really meant to compare ourselves to other people or to ourselves, our past selves, our future selves. It's really just being like, this is not actually about me. You know, this story isn't about me. It's about God and how he wants to work through me for other people.
0: You know, it is frustrating because when I get really down on myself, I realize that all my thoughts are about usually how I look to other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where a lot of the the traps come in for me is I'm consumed with how I look to other people and how I measure up based on that. And, you know, the standard's always going to change, you know. The exactly. standard in the 50s for for beauty and for success was different than it is today. And you know what? 20 years from now, it's probably going to be different. And we can't just keep chasing what the world says is success. Exactly,
1: because it's know? always changing. That's such a good point. Like that's in so many areas of life. And that's what I love so much about following God is that his word stands and that it's not changing. Every day we can go by that. But like outside in the culture, it's like things are shifting day by day. It's like, you know, now this is good. Now, now this is right. Now, like, you know, this is accepted. And now, and it's just like, oh my God, like if I had to live by that and the only standard I had was people's opinions the next day, that's exhausting. So earlier I was kind of talking about the Old Testament and how the whole point of the Old Testament and all the laws and everything that God gave to people was basically to just show them that they couldn't live up to it. And I think at first that might seem like a disappointment because we want to believe that there's something inside of us that can be perfect and that can live up to perfection. But at the same time, when we really like grasp the grace of God and we grasp that he doesn't expect that from us, it's a huge relief (laughs) because then we realize no one's expecting this from us except ourselves. You know, and that's such a huge relief. And it, this is kind of a silly comparison, but I don't know why it popped in my head when I was thinking about this, but it's like, just bear with me. <laughs> it's like someone who's trying to like get to the end of a rainbow, right? And they're really excited about this. <laughs> and like, that's that's what they put all their energy into. And then they find out from someone, and they're like, oh, that doesn't exist. Like, you're never gonna get there. And at first, it's like, oh man, I really wanted to, to be at that point one day. I wanted to find it. But that it's like, wow, I've actually put so much energy into this and now I can just like, stop and now I don't have to think about this anymore. And I think that's how it is with perfection. It's like at first it's a disappointing, but then you realize that really like we have been chasing after something that's unattainable and now we can actually finally rest and just appreciate God's grace in our lives.
0: Is there really no end to a rainbow?
1: I googled it. Really? (laughs) Okay, so I heard when I was a kid that there's no end to a rainbow, right? But then I was doing this and I was like, I feel like maybe one time someone told me like the contrary. They told me it actually is. I mean, I feel like it has like logically has to end. I googled it and they said you can never see the end of it because it's just the prisms of light. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. (laughs)
0: Comment on this podcast (laughs) and let us know what your theory is. Have you ever gone
1: to the end of a rainbow? Because if you have, then this is—I mean, my point. I've almost seen it
0: in the distance, touch the ground. I've never seen it touch the ground. I mean, I don't know. I don't. This is gonna bother me now. Let's Google it. We're gonna have to Google it. Google never lies. But yeah, yeah. okay. Well, but that is a good point because mm-hmm. you're probably right. If you really can't can't find the end to it, and so you know that makes the question. So then, yeah. what are we supposed to do if we like, can't reach this standard? Because it's not like oh, just don't care about hitting a, hitting the standard. It's mm-hmm. like it's gonna come up. It's gonna come out. And I was thinking about the story in the Bible of the woman caught in the act of adultery mm-hmm. and in John 8. And I think this is a really beautiful picture of what Jesus will do for us on this journey. And it, if you read the story in John 8, basically the order of what Jesus does for her is, first, he dismisses her accusers. And then second, he wipes away all condemnation. Mm-hmm. And then third, he empowers her to live above the sin that once ensnared her. And this order sounds really simple, but I think it's actually really important because I think sometimes what the devil wants to do, if he can't stop us from coming to Jesus with our struggles, he'll get us to mix up this order and try Mm. to get ahead of him in this process. And so instead of allowing him to follow this process with us, we jump in and go, "Okay, let me live above this. I'll do better. Right? I'll do mm-hmm. better. I know this is wrong. I'll do better and I won't mess up and, I, and I'll, I'll be a better Christian or I'll be a better wife or be a better employee or a better mm-hmm. homemaker or cook or parent or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And the problem is we haven't allowed him to take us through this process yet first. He needs to dismiss our accusers and he has, but... W- I think the way that that looks like in our life is our thoughts. You know, other people might condemn us, but I think for most of us, the the con- the condemnation is coming from our thoughts, yeah, right? Absolutely. And so our accusers are not necessarily other people going, oh, you're so imperfect. <laughs> it's like, it's probably not happening. Yeah. Maybe a little, but it's really our thoughts. And so we need to allow him to come in and dismiss the accusers in our thoughts. And that means renewing our mind. So we need to know what the word says about us. We need to know and recognize the lies that we're believing so we can allow him to dismiss those from our minds and wipe away all condemnation. You need to know that right now in your mess, in your mistake, in your problem, that you are enough to God. Mm -hmm. You may have made a mistake. That's okay. You know, I think that's where I struggle the most with this standard of perfection because I like probably most of us, I know I'm not perfect. I'm not under this, you know, blind thing. I think most of us, again, going back to the messy bun yoga pants thing, it's like we know we're not perfect and we champion that sometimes. But I think when I struggle is when I've made a mistake and then I feel condemned about it. I almost feel bad about feeling condemned. I feel bad about how bad I feel Mm. you know I'm like like, it's an endless cycle it's an endless cycle and the enemy wants you stuck there and so I just think reading over that story and remembering like okay before you pull yourself up by your bootstraps before you promise to do better before you decide that okay I'm going to beat this before you do that you need to let God dismiss those negative thoughts in your mind, which means you need to identify them and figure out what those are. And then you need to allow him to remove the condemnation because if you don't, that thing will fester. Mm-hmm. And the moment you make a mistake or have a bad thought, that condemnation will be right there to meet you. Oh, and yeah. then only after we go through that process with him will will we be empowered by his grace and by his love to live our lives you know t- to a higher standard because it doesn't mean we don't try. I mean, I think that's the other yeah. ditch we get into is we think like, oh, well nobody's perfect and we just do <laughs> yeah. whatever we want, do whatever we want, hurt whoever we want and think that it doesn't matter because well, I'm not perfect so. I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, or
1: like the the saying of, oh, you're perfect just the way you are, like just the way you are. Yeah, like we love to hear that, right? Because <laughs> it 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 makes us relieved. It's like, oh, okay. Well, I was living up to this standard of perfection, which isn't realistic, but I'm actually perfect. It's so like, that's the standard now. Mm-hmm. And that gives us an, an excuse, like you were saying a little bit ago, mm-hmm. to kind of just live however we want to live. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, oh, well, I'm perfect just the way I am. So, you know, the way I'm doing it is the best that anybody can be doing in the situation. Mm-hmm. And like, there's no power to that because that's kind of just like, okay, well, I'm satisfied with where I am right now. And it kind of keeps God from being able to bring His grace into the situation. Like we have to realize and we have to, I don't want to say admit, but because it's like, you know, like Gundy, like admit it. But it's like, you know, we have to we have to be vulnerable before God for Him to really be able to start to change us. And that's the thing. It's like realize that you don't have to live up to it because God never expected you to. But also realize That the grace of God only comes and only flows through a person's life when they admit that they can't live up to the standard that they have set for themselves or that they feel like God might be setting for them, which is a trap because God you know, God doesn't expect perfection out of us, but sometimes we think he does. And when you're talking about the accuser, I'm like, you know, the enemy is literally called the accuser of the brethren, right? So sometimes it's like, not just us and the thought patterns of the world in our heads, but it's the enemy. He's coming against our minds because he knows that if we're so focused on what we're doing wrong, God will never be able to move in our lives. And he, like the voice that we're listening to will always be the wrong voice. You know, we're like, when he's accusing us, that's what we're tuned into. And that keeps us from tuning into God's voice and him telling us, Hey, I love you still. There's grace for you. You know, I've covered that and all that stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, we're like what, mid September, a little later right now. And I think this is actually a time when I I struggle with this a lot. Mm. The fall time, right? Like going into fall and then there's Thanksgiving and then there's Christmas. Have you seen how many decorate for fall with me videos are on YouTube right now? I'm... I I love them. If you get me started on... I love them, but I feel this bit. Like I feel so small. I literally, last year was our first fall season in this new home and it's much bigger than our first home Mm -hmm. and so I I just pulled out my fall decor items and I put them out and I'm like I'm decorating for fall and when I was finished I literally laughed out loud Mm -hmm. because you couldn't tell I did a single thing because the decorations that went really far in my tiny little town home did absolutely nothing in this bigger home Mm -hmm. and I was like I literally experienced
1: that too with my
0: Christmas stuff (laughs) yeah I felt so bad I'm like okay I'm, I'm not starting at the same place I was. I basically have no fall decor. And so it's a silly thing, but how many of us this time of year, it's meant to be a time of joy and creativity. So many DIY projects you can do, hosting, decorations. There's so much to express your individual style. And yet what tends to happen is we just compare ourselves to other people and their homes and their decorations and the way they host and their outfits and their... Vacations and what they do, and then we start, you know, with this whole perfection thing, we start saying, Okay, well, that's the standard, so I must hit it. Uh And then everyone's homes start looking exactly the same, (laughs) and you know what I mean? I'm like, Oh no, that really I'm getting my point back. It made me think of
1: how God made us all this is gonna sound cheesy but it's like god made us all different but truly like he has a different purpose for all of our lives but on a smaller scale he's given us all different gifts different abilities you know like all of us like you and me have different things that we enjoy and we have different gifts and if all of us are over here trying to do this one thing it's like all these other areas in life are lacking for people it's like there's people who will be helped by that person, you know? They'll be inspired by that person's decorations and stuff. <laughs> but when we're when we're not doing when we're not fulfilling our purpose and we're not listening to God about, you know, what do we love? Like what is the creative side of us? When we're so focused on doing something else, we're missing out on that and that could keep someone else from like bless like being blessed. I hope mm-hmm. this makes sense. But like I don't yeah. know, I'm just thinking about just like when we're so focused on other people's abilities and gifts and trying to be more like them, then we're not fulfilling the purpose and the call God has for us with the gifts that he's given to us. Yeah. So when we're really focused on being like somebody else, then God's over here and he's like, hey, like I wanted to use you and your gifts for this person over here. But you know, you're so distracted. And that verse that says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. When you can think about with this is that his grace is sufficient for us. And it's not sufficient for us when we're distracted and doing something over here. It's, it's perfect for us in our gifts and our talents kind Mm -hmm. of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. The way he made us yeah. is the way his grace is going to flow in our life. Yeah, that's so we need good. to tap into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, I think when when practically speaking about like how to walk this out, because it's such a, I, I feel like every topic we're talking about on this podcast isn't like a okay, here's five steps to achieving this in your life. But yeah. I think that's the point: is you know, the Christian life and life in general, it doesn't work that way. You mm-hmm. know, people might think it does, or they might pretend like it does, but really it doesn't. You know, and the people who are following those practices, they might see some results in some areas, but their life is usually completely out of balance. And so we want to be whole people Mm -hmm. walking in the fullness of what God has for us. Not just, Oh, you know, we're really climbing our career ladder, but our marriages suck, (laughs) you know, or like, Oh, I'm doing really good in my marriage, but you know, my, my health is terrible or like my home is falling apart and I'm stressed out and anxious and worried. It's like, that's not the life we were called to live. And so I think when it comes to perfection, Um, there's a scripture in Song of Solomon 2.15. Don't worry, it's not one of the weird ones. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like,
1: how is this going (laughs) to... Yeah, Song of Solomon.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Open up your Bibles. Uh, 2.15, it says, Catch the foxes for us, the little foxes that spoil the vineyards, for our vineyards are in blossom. And I know there's multiple ways to interpret Song of Solomon, but one way is to look at the relationship of Jesus with us. And so I think this is him saying, you know, I want you to catch the foxes for us, for us, our relationship. Like there are foxes that are trying to come in and steal things, trying to come in and plant thoughts in your mm-hmm. mind, trying to come in and distract you yeah. and to steal from what we have, that that relationship he has with you. And it's it's the little foxes, right? It's not the the giant big things but especially when it comes to perfection it's the little foxes the little things that bother you or that distract you or that get you worried and anxious you know and those are the things that we have to look out for and Mm -hmm. again that relationship with him just being sensitive to him and spending time with him is going to open up our eyes to the things that are distracting us and and causing us worry and anxiety I mean the moment you start to feel that anxiety start to go up, take a moment and go, what am I thinking about right now? And actually like ask yourself what you're thinking about. And you might start seeing some patterns and realize, okay, I have a tendency to think about this or worry about this or stress about this. And that can cause a lot of problems.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I do that a lot actually. And I've noticed for me, just transparently, I feel like the thing that I struggle with is control. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think a lot of us do, which is a different topic. <laughs> Maybe we'll make a video on that yeah, one next. It, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like when we, when we, that's really good. When we start to feel stress, it's like what thought just coming, came into our heads? Because sometimes it's really weird, but I'll notice that I'm like just living my life. And then I start to feel anxiety and I'm like, wait, where did that come from? Mm -hmm. I have no idea because nothing happened around me. But then I realized, oh my gosh, I just had a thought about like, what if this thing turns into a worse sickness or what? Like, and it just, those are those little foxes that we almost don't even notice because they're so sly, right? Like they just slip into our head.
0: All right, guys, are you ready for this? We're going to do this together. We're going to make this happen. (laughs) All right. So here it goes. Okay. Mm. He's walking in the door. He takes a seat and stares blankly into your eyes. What will you say? Listen, it's not you, it's me. I found someone new. He loves me and we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. It's Jesus. <laughs> Just in case no one
1: realized it was Jesus. So,
0: It's a little silly comparing it to an actual guy, but again, if If your friend was dating a guy like that, that was so horrible, you would never let her stay with him. And that's exactly what this mentality of perfection is doing to us. And it has to stop, but it stops with you. Right? Mm. It stops in your mind. And you're going to have to take this journey just like all of us. And we have to start really paying attention to the thoughts we're thinking, the things we're allowing to take up space in our mind, because that's precious space. Mm -hmm. We only have 24 hours in a day. Some of us are only awake for much less of that. If you're Felicia, way less than that. Wow, wow. Okay, unexpected. (laughs) (laughs) Unexpected. You just had to
1: say that, didn't
0: you? But the (laughs) time... (laughs) The time that we're awake, our thoughts are impacting our life, so much of our life. You know, your life goes the direction of your focus. And if Mm. you're always focused on self-condemnation and trying to meet a standard that you know you're never going to hit, you're going to live your life in so much stress, worry, and anxiety. And that can do so much damage to our lives. And so I think what we're saying is, you know what? It's time to break up. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah.
1: And that's like... That's not God's will for us, you know, like he doesn't want us focused on that because we have room in our minds for almost like only so much. And so either we're going to be focused on that or we're going to be focused on the word of God and how he thinks about us, but it can't be both, Mm -hmm. you know? So we really have to choose and it's simple, you know, you're just making choices to recalibrate your thoughts back to God. And it might not always be easy, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing, like it is possible over time, you know? And again, we're never going to be perfect at it. (laughs) That's the whole point. (laughs) That's the point. (laughs) But it's just, it's just making sure that we are refocusing ourselves on the way God thinks of us and knowing that there's grace for us in every situation. You know, whether it's something that's a sin that you're struggling with or more just a perfection thing of I'm trying to live up to this standard, just realizing that there's grace for you in every
0: area of your life. Yes. You may not be perfect just the way you are, but you are loved just the way you are and Mm -hmm. you are valued just the way you are and that needs to be enough that needs to be the thing that anchors us and anchors our soul to him so that no matter what life brings no matter what standards may come our way we know that we are held securely in his arms and we can face anything because we are loved and valued Mm -hmm. and we're on a journey to becoming who we were always meant to be. Thank you so much for tuning in with us on this podcast. We really appreciate it. If there's anyone in your life that you think might benefit from this, then please share it with them. And if you enjoyed this, please subscribe as well. Yes, we'll see you next time.